May your spirit dwell with us in this room. Father God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, in light of what I just read in Matthew 24, right, we don't know the day or the hour. This is going to be ridiculous. Lightning, like as lightning is from the east to the west, that's how the coming of the Son of Man is going to be. Come on. Right? And so this tells us something. It tells us that either Jesus is going to come to us at an unspecified time, or we are going to die and we're going to go to him at an unspecified time. Either way, we're going to meet this person. Amen. This person. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. And I heard someone say a few months ago in a sermon that there's no such thing as an old person. You really don't know who the old people are. Because if you're 60 years old, but you're going to live until you're 110, Come to the home of the bride's 
the ceremony where they would be married, married. Cool. So in this story, you got ten bridesmaids, five are foolish, five are wise, right? So the five wise ones, they thought ahead, they bought ahead, they brought enough oil. They knew that this man can come at any time, any day, he could come in March, he could come in April, he could come at midnight, he could come at seven in the morning, right? So we need to be ready. Right? Either we are gonna see him coming and we're gonna to go to him, or he's gonna see us and he's gonna to come to us. Either way, at an unspecified time, we are going to leave this room. We need to be prepared and we need to be ready. Right? Then there's five who are foolish and they said, eh, no problem, no, I won't see him coming. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just need, I'll just bring whatever I got right here. And these, these five, those, the foolish ones, the thing is, they were invited. They had the right clothes. They responded to the invitation. They wanted to go, right? But they just got the timing wrong. They didn't show up at the right time. And the groom didn't let them in. This reminds me of last week. I think this, this sermon is perfect timing because last week we had that winter storm. And we all knew that this winter storm was coming. So the oil and the 
picture on it. They're like this big, and a, a little cloth. Yeah, we put all the oil in it, and that will last for about 15 minutes. 15 minutes of life is what these girls had. And so they hear the call at midnight. They're not gonna, if they have 15 minutes of life, it's not gonna last them all night long. And so 15 minutes of life is not gonna get us to the day of the Lord. Right. Right? 15 minutes of awesome Christianity Choose. 
So it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Let's get to verse 37. It says, Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least things of our brothers and sisters, you were doing it tonight. Come on. And then verse 45, he says the opposite. When you refuse to help the least of these of my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. Come on. So, the scary thing about this is it's worded as a salvation issue. Right? It says, people who help the poor, come with me. People who did not help the poor, to ignore them, go to gnashing where they gnashed the teeth at the bottom. Right? That's, that's scary. Right? Yeah. The way he wrote words it is a salvation issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of categories we can attack here. People who are hungry, people who are thirsty, people who are strangers need hospitality, people who have no clothes, people who are sick, people who are in prison. Right? These are a lot of ways that we can help people, a lot of types of people, a lot of situations that we can help. And when we're doing these things, we're serving, saying we are serving Him, we are serving Christ, and we are serving that person. Right. So that means he is present in that situation. Come on. You hand a dollar to someone, he's present in that situation. You hand a glass of water to someone, you make them a meal, you invite them in. Jesus is present in that situation. Come on. Watching. He's there in the room. And he sees the good deeds that we do in the secret, but he also sees the good deeds that we do not have in the secret. He's also present in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is also scary. <laughs> yes. He says, you know, imagine we get to that day and we meet him. And he says, the poor, the helpless, right? Why do you ignore them? You were ignoring me when we were ignoring them. Wow. And we'll say, I don't know you. A follower of Jesus cannot neglect the poor. Come on. This is terrifying. And yeah, it's just, it's terrifying. But you know what? The ice storm was terrifying when we heard about it. Yeah. And we had the choice to prepare for it. Right. So we're going to be judged by these things at an unspecified time. Right? By we're going to be judged by if Jesus recognizes us. Come on. The depth of our relationship with God. We're going to be judged by how we forgive people while we're on this earth. We're going to be judged by how we treated the poor. These are things that are going to be checked at the door, right, when we get there. And they may bar us from enjoying heaven with Jesus. Come on. Right? Enjoying the heaven that he wants us to enjoy with him. Right? So it may seem like a lot. It is a lot. But I think that's why Jesus always, in Matthew 22, 35, you can try he always sums it up with this. Right? And it makes total sense when we read this now. Matthew 22, 35, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul 
and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Right? If you were to do that, then he would recognize you at the door. Right? You would have enough oil in your lamp. Jeff would always be burning. And then the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. If we love our neighbor as ourselves, then we are going to be forgiven. We are going to be given. We are going to be generous people. So all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Come on. So, thanks for <laughs> bearing with me. That, that's what I had. Yeah, so now we're going to pray for you. I know it's, I mean, it was, this is brutal, obviously. But, uh, one thing to remember, God is gracious. Right? And the fact that we keep on living another day is that we get another chance. And we're just going to fix it. So, let me pray. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for warning us about the ice storm before it comes. Thank you for showing us how to prepare for the storm before it comes. Thank you, God. If you didn't have mercy on us, if you didn't love us, you would not tell us. You wouldn't warn us. You wouldn't tell us exactly what to put in our shopping cart. I pray that you give us the discipline and the strength and the maturity to prepare the way that we need to prepare for when we need God. I pray that on that day when we will be excited, I pray that on that day you will recognize us. I pray that you help us to keep our lights burning, Father God. You died so that we could have a life. You rose again so that we could have a life and we could have a hope, God. And I uh, pray we can dwell on that while we make the bread and the cup. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.